welcome to episode 5 of the Tater Talk podcast. Tonight we have with us the awesome Mosh Critiz, who is going to discuss Twitch theory, among other things. Um, so, uh, you, you've been on Twitch for quite a while, haven't you, uh, Mosh? Yeah, almost, I think, too long. I think at some point I I need to leave. <laughs> no, uh, I actually just had my uh, five-year anniversary at the beginning of this month. It seems like a way shorter amount of time than that. That's that's awesome. Dad, you like streaming for five years, right? Yeah, I started. Oh so there's a joke uh, on my show and in my career. I call it, you know, whatever career for Twitch. But um, that any game I play dies. So... Uh, the game I started out playing was called Puzzle and Dragons, this weird mobile game. And then uh, that died. And then one of my kids was born, so I took a break. And then I came back and I played a different game called Wildstar, and that died. And then uh, I came back and played a game called Dead Cells, and that has killed itself uh, with some recent changes. So it's it's um, it's five years of Grim Reaper murder of of of. <laughs> well, that's it's interesting. That means I, I, maybe I might have to ask you to stop playing Apex. <laughs> oh god just play it now while you can before they start charging like 85 dollars for it or something right it's it's a good game i'm impressed but um what what brought you to twitch initially um it's funny i so i work with a guy um he's a mod of my channel still we're still really good friends uh, we work together at this um this nasa research center in cleveland and one day we went to lunch and we both played this game called Puzzle and Dragons, which is a mobile game. And he's like, hey, have you ever heard of Twitch? And I said, no. He said, you should broadcast this game. We could do some how-tos or something. And then I did it like the next week. <laughs> that's, that's, so, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that video is still somehow my highest viewed video ever on YouTube. It might be because it was uh, very uh, uh, niche very niche is is probably yeah. why because yep. that sounds like a pretty niche game um, yeah or it was the first day youtube came out <laughs> uh, well i'm five years now youtube's been around way longer than five years but, but yeah that's um so he he streamed a little bit too and we just sort of uh started doing it to get you know just playing around on twitch it was just mostly that game at the time and um it's funny because during the five-year anniversary show at the beginning of this month, I went back and took a look at some of those videos from like the first week. Man, <laughs> see, think about where like the stuff that I use now to stream and the quality differences and everything I've learned since then is nuts. Um, but it's still fun to go back there and, and kind of listen to that, uh, the quality of that show and sort of where, where everything started. Yeah, I, I know that, um, I mean, even in the, the year that I've been streaming on Twitch that I've seen a lot of changes happen so i can only imagine how much things have changed not only just in your equipment but in twitch itself over the last five years right yeah and i i so i took these kind of uh pockets of breaks when my children were born um usually about six months at a in a block i would be gone and then come back kind of sporadically um but yeah back then it was i mean there's no such thing as affiliate back then there's, I think we, I think it might have just transitioned from Justin TV. I forget when that happened, um, but it might have been right around that time. Yeah, that's. I think Justin TV, uh, Justin TV days were definitely when my Twitch account was created. So uh, I looked, uh, 
last night somebody looked it up. My account was created in 2010, but I didn't do anything with it till last year. Oh, I gotcha. Just, like, I wasn't even really an active viewer for most of the last nine years. I just had an account. That's that's the same as me. I uh, I found myself uh, for many years, probably three years, I never watched anyone. I just did my stream. I watched a couple of friends uh, when I during the Wildstar time. So this is like two years in. Then maybe I started to watch a little bit of other shows. But it wasn't until like maybe the last two years that I really sort of got into watching other people's shows and uh, you know, not like uh, there's a there's a big difference between like stealing someone's idea and taking influence from the things they're doing or the, the influence from their creativity. So um, that was a big thing for me when I came, came you back. Just, you just hit on a huge key point there. So taking inspiration and doing something similar with your own twist is absolutely very, very different from stealing someone's intellectual property. Huge difference. Right. Yeah. And I know we just had there's a been a big. Um, I'm not a big talk, but recently there's that website, that Twitch emotes website, yeah. I think it's called, where you can search for um, basically stolen emotes, which is a whole nother thing. But I, I mean, people have gotten their whole identity ripped off and like put on YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Well, and like, I don't know, I can't, I've, I have actually multiple times when browsing through just chatting, seen people who have like a tiny little box of themselves in like the bottom corner. And then it's just like Amaranth is the... It's like a tiny little <laughs> screen of them reacting to Amaranth. And mostly what you hear and see is Amaranth. Like, that's not content, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I wonder where you draw the line between... Well, that's absolutely against TOS. Right. But but they do allow some sort of, like, commentary uh, things, like, over the top. Although maybe not commentary over other streamers. Like, I don't know where the line is. So... I think what you're what you're uh, alluding to there is the um, uh, like, what's it called? Common something usage of 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 into of of con media content on the internet as a general rule. Um, uh, Twitch obviously has their terms of service that says that without the streamer's permission, you can't restream what they are streaming live. So that that's different than the copyright right. lies. But as far as the copyright lies, they're actually um, in the YouTube scene. There's a big deal about going on with it now because. Um, Bitwit Kyle, who does uh, computer stuff, made uh, like a parody video where he's making fun of the video that The Verge made, and Vox Media put a copyright strike on his channel for it. And it was Jesus. it was very much absolutely one hundred percent fair use, and like the entire tech YouTube community banded together and all made their you know talking head videos about it, and you know YouTube has since reversed it, but it's yeah it's it's very much a fine line <laughs> that that is potentially dangerous to walk yeah i feel like uh, I don't, is it like every other day i'm seeing on reddit someone gets their their account struck on youtube over something silly like i can't remember who it was recently it, um some big personality was like i just my whole channel is gone oh was it was it a cooking guy what was it, it was oh, damn it. oh it was piano music it piano was one music. of the guys that um is pretty famous for doing piano lessons someone struck their channel because they were playing copyright music or something um it's instruction look it was uh it was really strange that's weird to me also because like if if uh, so all right so the original song is copyrighted right well playing it that's a cover it, i it's for, like that's not in yeah, my it, opinion at least covering someone else's song that shouldn't be intellectual property that's not intellectual property theft that's 
Like beetle yeah. covers were huge in the eighties and seventies and whatnot. You know, after right, the- yeah, I, I totally agree. I didn't read enough into the article. There may have been some nuance to it, but I'm I'm assuming it was probably something like he would play through the music and then he would explain the notes or, or the play style or something like that. Um, so maybe the music went on without. Oh, maybe he was commentary. Playing, he was he was just playing it back. That could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to look more into it, but I know that there was a big uh, uproar about that. That still sounds like fair use to me, though, based on all the research I've done into the into copyright laws. I've looked a little bit into it because, like, you know, using funny sound bites from movies and stuff on our on our streams is something that every pretty much every streamer does. And right. I was yeah. like, is this is this actually okay? And so I did some research, and as far as I know, it is because it it's a small portion of the overall you know, visual audio experience that's happening at the time. Right. Yeah. If you had a gift that played like the entire soundtrack to star Wars or something, it would be, that would potentially be a problem. Yeah. And like played, you know, a quarter of the movie on screen. Well, (laughs) this is part of my gift. (laughs) It's it's my donation gift. I play the movie empire strikes back. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, yeah, that would, that would probably definitely be an interesting, uh, probably definitely be a violation. Oh, I'm happy to see that there's only 0.7 dropped frames. Yeah. Internet issues fixed. That's, I don't know. I still have had them since dude fixed the problem, and he fixed a problem. Uh, maybe I don't want to jinx you by saying that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, we're good so far. I'm not going to stress over it. Um, So, how, like, t- tell us a little bit about uh, your stream, your community, you know, who, who, what you do here on Twitch. That has, I mean, besides murdering games, I besides murdering games, yeah, it's changed. It's changed a little bit over time. It started off, I was trying to do these how-to videos for that weird mobile game, and then I came back and I was streaming uh, an MMO called Wildstar, which is still like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and then that game died, and uh, I kind of just piddled around doing other things, and then uh, took a break when my son was born. And when I came back, it's so funny because I, I came back and was actually like, hey, maybe I should try watching someone stream and see what they're doing. Everyone else is watching people and they love streamers. Um, so I, I watched Dr. Disrespect and he is, um, if you take away any feeling that you have about any of his personal business, um, he's like one of the most entertaining people I've ever seen on Twitch. It's unbelievable. Um, and I remember thinking, like wow, you don't um, you don't just have to sit there and play video games and talk about it. You can do other like kind of weird skit stuff and be funny. And uh, when I came back, I had this idea where I was going to put on all these different segments. And uh, if you go back through sort of the history of the show for the last two years, there's been like twelve different segments we've tried. We did uh, one called Masha's Live where we had guests on, and uh, they're mostly streamers from a community that I used to be a part of, the Twitch Kittens. And um, we would talk to them about their um, success or their their story on Twitch or where they came from and everything. And then we would uh, and then at some point it transitioned uh, into season two, which is where we went uh, to interviewing partners. So we had like um, Ichi was on the show. Uh, Wild Bill Ash was actually on the show. Um, I think it was the day she got partner, actually, because I have I clipped it for her. <laughs> but um, awesome. there um so that show was all about how can you 
I, I, I hate using the term, how can you grow? Because it seems almost like the term grow itself has now become so oversaturated in it, everything you read. It, yeah, um, especially in the like the Twitter, Twitch sphere, the word grow is yeah. really overused. So um, it, it was sort of like um, what's working for you, what's not working for you, and sort of where did you come from? And maybe what were the stories that you've had with all those different people? When I started talking to um, Ichi and Bill, uh, those are the two partners that we sort of started with on the show. They sort of um, gave their backstory and then started to, to talk about what it's like in the transition from affiliate to partner and some of the misconceptions of it. And it was really an interesting uh, conversation. And I remember because um, my show would only last about an hour with the guests. And then Ichi and I talked for like six hours on the show. It was unbelievable. Um. But anyway, so that was that. That's that one segment, which is basically about um, uh, Twitch. Uh, now the the show's actually transitioned to Twitch statistics analysis. So now we go into like Sully Gnome and Twitch Tracker and um, those kind of things and look at trends. Not necessarily, oh, you're only at ten viewers, you should be at twelve or anything like that. It's like we look more that we have an upward trend and there's no plateau. And if there is, let's analyze why, like those kind of mathematical type of discussions. Yeah. The, the, the broader, I almost want to say deeper, but it's broader is I think more an accurate term analysis right. of the uh, analytical data available. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's where that show has gone and like grown from. Uh, there's a Wednesday show that's all about tech, and uh, so I am. I have one am question a, for you, yeah. quick before before we continue. Uh, did you start this show before or after you found Ashton Christ? Oh, it was uh, before because okay. uh, I found out who Ashton Christ was from our friend Nightlight. <laughs> okay, I was just curious because uh, what you described that you've done, you know, as the the broad picture for you described you've done over the last several years, is exactly one of the things that Ash says, which is you just threw stuff at the right. wall until you found what sticks. Exactly. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I had no idea who I, I think I had seen her around. We might've mixed a community maybe in Twitch kittens. I think there's a lot of overlapping people and I just, Oh, you know, my, I have a friend Copacabana that's also a part of uh, yam fam and that whole group. So that might've been a connection, but, um, yeah. Uh, so a friend of mine nightlight was like, Hey, I have this friend Ash and she does a coaching show and that's kind of what you've been talking about. You should check it out. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Um, so, uh, so anyways, on Wednesdays, uh, I have this obsession with technology and almost to the point where it's a meme now where my cable management is ridiculous. And I built this rack for my, I put all my computers in ra uh, rack mount chassis. And uh, so basically on that show, we build PCs and we answer questions about Twitch settings because that can always be kind of confusing sometimes. It's actually how I think you and I uh, met a little bit is through the tech support channel. Yeah, on, on uh, the tech support channel Ashes. on Ashes channel is exactly how we started chatting. Yeah, so that's almost like a passion of mine outside of Twitch as well. Um, collecting parts. We do a lot of PC build stuff. Like people will come and say, you know, I have $1,000. I really need something new. And then we build something on the show. That's and we basically show them like, here's... The amount of money you can spend and what you can get and if you go to like alienware you could spend four times that amount <laughs> and get the same rig and get the same thing except oh. all these weirdo shrouds that don't let you upgrade it <laughs> that, that reminds me of a of a tech experiment i need to do i need to um so you're familiar with the uh, pci 4x riser to 16x cards for crypto mining i uh, I have an idea in my head of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a, it I don't think I've 
it plugs into the motherboard with a USB cable into a little thing that fits into a 4X slot, but on the other end, it plugs, it turns into a 16X slot. So I gotta uh, see if, yeah, if I can use a G key, GPU to encode via one of those and see if it works. Oh my god. I think awesome. it would because if if there's enough bandwidth on that on that little forex slot to mine cryptocurrency, I would think there'd be enough to run encode. I don't think there's going to be enough to game on it, but it's an experiment. I, I want to see all the pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll love my external GPU holder. I built it out of wood. Yes. <laughs> um. So it, it's it's funny. We also had a, a show back in the day where I had this idea to do sports analysis of streams. So uh, I, I took the idea of um, like NFL broadcasters, uh, how before the game and at halftime, they stand up and they do that weird thing where they like toss the football back and forth underhand and they're wearing suits and they look up on the board and they kind of motion to the screen and they draw. So like, this guy should have cut through this hole. Um, so I did that for a while, but for PUBG plays of my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was actually so a lot great. of fun. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a Windows uh, Surface, and I linked it to the stream where I could draw on it, and it would appear on the stream. It was a little clunky, but it was a lot of fun. Um, then I, I had a segment called Mosh's Read, and the joke is that the other shows are called Mosh's Tech and Mosh's Live, so this is Mosh's Read. And I read my friend's book that he wrote. <laughs> um. And then the last one, uh, which actually was one of the most fun, was called Fresh Dev Friday. And uh, I had I so I'm not really partnered, but associated with a university that is a game development university. And we have game students because uh, for the final project, they get together and they do this big uh, group show. Uh, or, I'm sorry, a group game. And uh, we they would come on the show, explain their experience at the university what they felt about the game design industry. Uh, and then we demo their game. We, we check out their game. And so the idea that I had was sort of like, can we, because Twitch is so important to the game development industry, the game industry that's like hand in hand now, um, can we take the game development students and get them like their first experience with the Twitch world? I mean, most of them probably watch Twitch, but you could, um, uh, sort of put them in the role of a marketing person that would be talking to streamers about what they'd want to demo on their game and about the industry. And uh, at the, so at the same time, we'd be exposing them to the world, um, their names and their email addresses, if they agreed, obviously I wouldn't put up something if they didn't, uh, would go out and the streamers could get a hold of them maybe if they wanted to work together or something, because a lot of these guys go out into the industry. Um, the streamers would then have a first-hand connection to the developers who are going out into the game development industry. So now, like, what if you had the guy on the show, you met the guy, you talked to him on email, you know, or, or girl, and and they became, like, the next CM of, you know, whatever, Blizzard, or whatever. Yeah, that's a terrible one now. Anything I name is terrible now. That's funny. Um, but, uh, so, but the idea was to sort of set up a show where it could help all these different groups of people. And uh, it worked out really well, actually. And the, um, so they... They um, they are continuing to talk about new ideas uh, for something. That's really cool. And then in between then, I play some games really terribly, mostly battle royales because that's what I love. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so the like the sportscaster thing what you described kind of reminds me of some of how um, a Twitchcaster named Winter Gaming casts StarCraft games. A lot of times he does the very like over-the-top ridiculous explanations that the, the football caster type style kind of did so 
Yeah, that was the idea where you could like pause and do a replay, like look at this grenade missed by like half an inch or something and do a rotation. You know, I that that's was my vision in my head. And then I tried to put it into practice and it didn't work that well, but it was I suspect part of your issue there is uh the limitations on most battle royales in their replays. Yeah, yeah, that was uh probably some of it. PUBG I think has one that's decent now. They did not when I was doing it. Yeah, that's why I can't wait. I hope Apex adds replays. Oh my god, that'd be awesome! Like I, any, I think every uh, high-paced shooter should allow for replays because, like, in the in the heat of it, it's very difficult to, especially if you're streaming and trying to pay attention to chat too, to like actually really see how cool some of the you know whatever your focus brain was able to accomplish. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm also like a really I mean by profession as well, but kind of a very analytical person. So whenever I die, I'm like, okay, what angle did I miss here? Where wasn't I standing? And I. But um, so the the communities are is kind of funny. So I, the personal community is called Hero Squad, and it's a joke from Arrested Development, which is like my favorite show of all. Um, uh, that one has actually blurred a lot into a a different community. Uh, called the bar that I started with uh, a couple of streaming friends, and it's it's grown quite a lot. It's uh, just a Twitch affiliate and partner type thing, and it was um, the idea of starting this up was something where it wasn't it wasn't just constant live spam. It wasn't um, the the stuff that you see in really really large communities where no one's really connected at all. They're just trying to get a couple followers for affiliates or something. So uh, we started it. It's called the bar. Um, and it has grown quite a bit. And uh, the whole idea is just regular friendship connections. And it's, uh, I mean, anyone you talk to, Ash has probably said it 50 billion times. Uh, you know, the best way to grow is not to go and put live now in a, you know, on your Twitter and then drop it in all your communities. No one's coming to that. Uh, the best way is obviously you go on other people's channels, you meet them, you make friends, and that's who comes to your show. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think I know anyone that if they want to discover a new streamer, goes to the self-promote channel to look. I know a lot of people that will go to their fav- you know, preferred community discords and see who is, you know, who's in the live right. list on the side, but that doesn't take any additional effort from you. That doesn't take you to spam in a promote channel. That, that takes you to actually get to know people so that when they see your name live, they want to come check you out. Which is exactly what you said. Yeah, so we've tried to do a lot of different things than these other. Um, I'm not saying that other communities don't have any kind of nom, you know, uh, novel ideas or anything like that, because everyone has great ideas. A lot of there are a lot of fantastic communities. Um, to, the bar in particular was one where uh, we we're really trying to like um, trying to do something funny with uh, on theme where I had these poker chips printed that sort of uh, were mimicking. Um, you know, chips that you would collect for something like, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous is a very fantastic organization for a lot of people that need help. But um, it would be something like that, like a collector's item uh, uh, in that vein where like uh, people over time when we met them at meetups and things, we'd, we'd have different seasons of chips that we'd hand out to all these people. So that's what we've done with like these really thick poker chips. They're awesome. And then um, so this year, the big thing is this year long charity event that we're doing. And uh, it's been it's been crazy. Like the first month, we had a a a, a goal of like a thousand dollars. I think we we almost made it to five thousand. The first month, it was really great. There's a lot of bar patrons. Like almost everyone is contributing to it, or contributing in the in the form of like um, 
streaming for the charity, but um, coming up with really unique incentives. Like I love going to all the patrons channels and looking at all the wacky stuff they do. It's awesome. We, we had uh, one couple on the channel that did um, couples yoga with his partner, which is fantastic. Um, we had another one that was eating potatoes. <laughs> so I don't know why it was very funny though. Interesting. I, I suspect if I could convince my partner to do something uh, collaborative with me, that it would be dressing me up in costuming. Yeah, we, yeah, we had some of that too with one of the raid days. It was great. Um, but yeah, the, the charities we worked in so far have been really responsive to it, so it's been really great. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I I I was uh, in December. I kept talking about how brilliant the uh, hashtag charity move was from Twitch because everybody won. Like charities win because it's raising money for charity. Uh, streamers were winning because it was providing more money you know, more bits. It was incentivizing people to, to give more bits. Uh, the viewership viewers won because they were, um, you know, feeling good about supporting their streamer and helping charity and Twitch won because all of that money that, that raised for donation counts as a tax writable donation. Oh yeah. So yeah. Was, everybody wins. That's a perfect I, situation. I thought it was yeah, brilliant business move by them. That's absolutely going to keep happening every year. Oh, I guarantee that's that was really successful. Yep, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in Twitch over your your time here? It's funny um, because some of the changes I may not have even noticed because of how I used to stream, where it wasn't really involved with anyone. Uh, there's been like I I wouldn't be able to say oh there's more trolls now uh because i'm sure they've always existed <laughs> uh it just uh, you know i run a show that is not uh you know conducive to to trolling behavior really um but uh the the biggest thing has been uh community support and i don't know if that's been a thing that has existed for a long time because i was not aware of that outside of the last maybe two and a half ish years which I think, I forget when affiliate started, but it might have been around that time, two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. But um, yeah, I think that everyone has sort of come up with this idea that communities are obviously very important, which they are. And yes. it's it's a really funny situation when you think about it because communities are important to building your brand and building your network. Um can they also put people into their own pigeonholes and knots and then seclude them from everyone else at some point as well? Um, that could be like, if everyone thinks that it's important for me to have my own discord and my own community, I should spend all my time there. Well, then you sort of only know the same set of people over and over again. So is that really reaching out and networking? It's kind of interesting to think about for a long time. I, I didn't have a discord community because of that. Because I, I thought it was secluding. You, you touch on a lot of really, um, I want to say deep points there. Like uh, a lot of those points really hone back to like human nature. So so like communities, yeah, their community is very important. It's it we as a species, it, you know, we we don't do well without social contact. If you eliminate social contact, we go insane. Uh, you know. To, right. to a degree, some yeah. people are better at seclusion than others, obviously. But like as a, it's it's hardwired into us to build communities. We're we're very tribal. Um, 
but that same token, that same drive to form communities and, and find commonalities also forms us to niche up and only group up in people who think the same way we do, which can lead to, um, you know, separation and uh, even feeling negative feelings toward a group that may be different. So Right, yeah. it's, it's You see a lot of that um, called uh, confirmation bias, right? So anyone yeah, around you, you called. start to get yourself into an echo chamber where anything that you're saying is repeated with, yes, of course, that's right. Well, all of a sudden, it's, well, everything I'm saying is right, so I can't possibly be wrong. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. you realize that it's only the same 18 people around you saying yes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting um, to a point where I think that maybe my mistake of not uh, well, I would say my mistake of not forming a community as soon as I started streaming a billion years ago, um, maybe that actually helped because I didn't realize I sort of spent all my time uh, getting to know people in different communities and things. And it's, um, you know, I've met a lot of great friends that, you know, we travel to see people. Uh, I just got back from traveling to to meet a friend who flew over from Belgium uh, just this past weekend, a guy that I've known for about a year. Uh, but I, you know, you don't have those connections unless you're out in the world. You, you, you can meet really great people in your own show, uh, and, and they're fantastic and you'll see them at cons and things and you get to, you know, you see them every day on the show, but you know, if you're not out there in different communities and going to other streams, I mean, you just, your circle can't really expand that any, you know, in any kind of timeline. Yeah, definitely. Um, like if you if if you don't ever leave the echo chamber, you you don't know what's outside it. Um. Hmm. What what do you think of all the recent changes Twitch has made? Because Twitch has made a lot of changes in the last six months. Between you've, you, we've got VIP status now. We've got all kinds of new moderation tools. Uh, there's a I mean a whole slew of things. Uh, not instead of cumulative, instead of consecutive badges. What else happened in the last six months? Uh, a lot. And I, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. So that it's, um, so there's a lot of different things. I think uh, we actually just had a talk in the bar about this um, last week, I think, about when they announced the badges, there was a big problem. Um, partners didn't like it because that was one of their, I mean, well, I, I shouldn't say all partners, okay? There's some partners who are like, whatever, who cares, you know? Um, but some partners were like, You're, that's slowly eroding away our unique uh, partner, asp you know, benefits and things. So uh, that change makes sense in terms of corporations like Twitch because affiliates, I guarantee the sheer amount of affiliates uh, dwarfs the income from partners because it's oh, just... Oh, yeah. Wait, no, I, well, and also, I mean, partners get the full five, the full amount of subs, as opposed to affiliates, where right. they only get half. Like affiliates are where Twitch is making their money. So it, to me, it makes sense when you start to see all this extra stuff come to affiliates because that's who they want to keep happy. Yep. They make them a ton of money. Um, for partners, it you get into a weird spot because as a partner. You start thinking, well, that was sort of mine. That's what's setting me apart. I, I don't think anyone, I'm just saying this generally. Uh, yeah. Maybe the partners don't think that at all. But, um, uh, you know, that's, you know, important to me. And, and how come everyone else gets it now? So you start to lose some uniqueness as partners. So I think that Twitch is sort of, um, I don't think it's that they're, 
like, oh, they're suddenly realizing maybe it's Amazon's hand saying like, hey, there's a lot more money to be made over there. What are you doing? Um, and uh, and sort of pushing it that direction. But I would not be surprised at all to see uh, some things like maybe five emotes come into affiliates soon, maybe six. And then maybe we start talking so, about um, transcoding at some point. I don't know. Well, the so I I don't think transcoding is going to change personally, just because of what it takes server load. Like right now, affiliates it's yeah. the lottery. Whoever gets their it's first the one thing I want. Slot. <laughs> I I think that I did, could definitely see them adding transcoding servers so that there's more transcoding available to more affiliates. I think there will always be some kind of cap on it because compute power yeah. costs money, and it they're 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 only ever going to allot a budget that percentage wise compared to the income matches um i don't know what they're obviously what they're what they use to figure that out but i'm sure they've got a system um sure i it's interesting you took the, the mention of emotes i have in the last few days on several channels seen when it show like when it shows the emote thing it shows two of the same emote i've seen that a few times as well and i can't Which, tell if that's because it's a glitch or if they're transitioning an emote between it's, two styles and the machine's messing up. Well, this happened on uh, Pika Punch's channel last night, and he hasn't done anything to change his emotes at all. He was like, is this mean we oh, have a new emote slot? And it, like, if they're working on sort of putting that into the backside code, it could cause glitches like that on the front side. So you might, yeah, like, you might be onto something. And, and absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be very cool if Affiliate's got one or two more slots. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, my God. I, I don't know exactly what would happen in terms of tiers. Like, would tier one get two? Or I, I don't really know how that would work. Maybe tier one gets three. I don't know. But because um, partners, right, it's like 50 and then one and one for tier two yep. and three, I think. I, um, I assume that it would be probably like three and then one and one. Right. Which would be great. I mean, whatever. More emotes sounds great to me. But I, I could see that as being a partners again saying like, hey, like <laughs> I yeah. worked all this time on this stuff and now they have, you know, I, I don't know any the, any sort of math behind how emotes are worked out for partners. Like if they have some kind of number of subs and they get I like a fourth of that in emotes or something. I think it's I think it is based on the sub points you have. Um, OK. And that, see, that I, they I, could they could implement that for affiliates, too, where like if you have. Yeah. If you have no sub points you get one emote if you have if you're approaching partner status you know then you would have three and obviously i mean there'd be a scale somewhere in the middle that 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 could make sense as a as a system right so yeah that's one thing i could see and, and by the way i do agree with you that i think transcoding is something that we're never going to get i could actually see something this would be the death of twitch i was thinking about this the other day if they came out and said you know what We'll give you transcoding if you like. It's $25 a month. As a <laughs> <laughs> I could I see that happening and then people having a panic fit about it. I don't know. That wouldn't affect me any. That wouldn't affect me any at all. Um, because, all I want like, to do is stream in 4K. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Like, I I, there's not enough internet pipe here to do that. I'm, I'm, right. push, I'm yeah. pushing it with the 1250 that I have it set to right now. Right. Yeah, but, that um but I, I think that uh I, I think there's some animosity about that stuff between partners and affiliates, but um not many of the partners I know are are really that concerned about it. So a couple of them will post something and then it's like, ah, I don't really care. It's not really that big a deal. Um because they do, you know, most partners will also then turn around and say, Hey, guess what? When you get partner, there's no dump truck that backs up to your front door with money. 
there's no yeah. glamorous life that happens suddenly. There's a lot more work. It's a lot more work, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's it. Uh, when Wild Bill was on the show many moons ago, he said that um, his the best thing he learned or, or his biggest lessons learned from getting partner was that it's not that when you, when you reach it, it's not like you all of a sudden are given all the stuff. It's that you get access to like two more doors where your affiliate, you get access to one door partners, maybe get access to three, four, five doors. And that's it. You still are the one that has to go through the door and make all the effort. Yeah. So it just becomes more work. The, I mean, I mean, we, you know, Ash went through the same thing where she sort of overloaded yeah, yeah. herself when she got a partner. Um, there's just it's so much stuff to do <laughs> it becomes a nightmare absolutely and i i also don't i think most partners are are probably not too worried about it because i think most partners are smart enough that bits and subs are not their primary revenue stream at this point they have patreons and right whatever else business model that they've built that you know a, a lot of them have a lot of other revenue streams youtube a lot of times is a big revenue stream for a lot of them but they're, I think most partners right. are smart enough to not put all their eggs into the Twitch basket. Which is, which is great. I mean, we've, I've actually said that several times on the show. We talked about revenue around tax time. I did a show where it was sort of breaking down how to do your taxes as a streamer, but also about revenue <clears throat> and about um, sort of uh, not relying on any of this as something that lasts for a long time. I have had uh, partner friends of mine have nightmare situations where they get, you know, the 900 gift subs and then two days later it's charged back and it's like, okay, great. I thought that was rent, you know, I <laughs> or something like that. that was like rent. That. Yeah, that's right. So it's, um, that's what I've always said is the, the only money that you can ever count on is like stability. It doesn't matter if you have a thousand subs, uh, especially gift subs. I mean, they're, the re up of a gift sub is like 10% or something it's or less low. than that. It's just, so it's, you know, you might get a big paycheck one month uh, to expect that the next month is absurd to expect any kind of paycheck. The next month is absurd. And um, so that's why I've always said that the, the only money you can ever count on is is uh, uh, doing a deal, doing a partnership with a with a brand or something where you they'll sign a piece of paper that says we're going to pay you five hundred dollars a month to promote the product for this amount of time. And uh, that's in writing. That's it. <laughs> that's yep. the only yeah. thing you have. If you have a contract that I would say I could count on a contract. Even then, though, uh, people will, you know, co companies don't always hold up contracts. You know, even then, I wouldn't put it all in one, you know, one spot because what happens That's if true, that company yeah. goes under and they decide to screw you over? It, it can happen. It, it has right. happened to people. Toys R Us. <laughs> God. <laughs> Toys R Us? What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're actually coming back, actually. My wife told me Toys R Us is coming back. Along with someone else. I didn't know Toys R Us. Oh, is that a streamer? Is Who? That the name? What? Is that the name? You're, we're talking about the toy company, right? So, yeah, the the okay. store. They I, went out of business. I didn't know they and, went out of business. Uh, yeah, they closed all their stores. Oh. And then I just heard, I forget when, maybe two weeks ago, that they're coming back. Someone bought them. Now they're coming back. I never, I, I missed that. That shows that I'm not paying enough attention to the worldly news. Too well, I have two children. Scene. And uh, I buy a lot of toys. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I have two children too, but I don't buy our. We don't buy toys at Toys R Us because I don't. I don't. We have one like across the street. Most of our stuff yeah. is from Amazon, I guess, which is probably where a majority of people shop these days. Yeah, although I, I mean, we're. Uh, I'm not uh, in the uh, upper income brackets, as it were. So I, I generally try to go to thrift stores and bargain shop as much as I can. It's the best idea. You're wasting money on anything other than. That. 
Toys R Us Online says so many in chat. Um, but that's yeah. Uh, those are definitely uh. What what, do you, what are your thoughts on the change to sub badges? Sub badges, uh, where like affiliates got them. Well, no, it's so, the recent change, so that instead of oh, oh the streak, ins instead of instead of streak. instead of you only accumulating like a three month badge or a six month badge, if you do it consecutive, that it's now cumulative, so that if you've been subbed for a total of. Right. Um. You know what? I really like that, and but that's a personal thing because, um, I have. Oh, you know what it was? It's the Amazon one. So I have a friend uh, named Kitty who I subbed to and I had some streak with her. And then I, one month, I'm not sure why I used the free sub on her from Amazon prime. And then I, I didn't even think about it. And then it lapsed after that because that thing doesn't re up, which is so great. Right. But, um, I, I do like the fact that I can go back and say, yeah, I've been subbed for this X amount of time, but I, I did kind of like that. It was a call out for people that were subbed for, you know, consecutively. That's, that's pretty, uh, that's a big achievement, you know, 12 months versus maybe 12 in a row is, is a big deal. I guess it's the same amount. Maybe it's irrelevant. I, I guess I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I, I for one really liked it. Because, like, for example, right now, my, my sub to Ashney lapsed. Just because I don't have the money in my PayPal account right now. Right. Um, but it it when I get it back, I'll still have my gold DM. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so that's, that's awesome. I, yeah, I like that fact. Like that, I like the perfect. fact that I don't have to start back over because that would I'd you I'd lose my golden yam. Right, and actually, now that I think about it, I think that uh, one of my friends had the same thing happen to him. He came back and he had the the platinum one, which is the year, and he said that his one of his months would lapse or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I guess I've seen that in practice. I guess I do. Final, final answer. I'm, uh, I'm for it. <laughs> You're on, so you're on the fence about VIP, um, which I like. I feel like they should have given partners more VIP badges than they did. Um, I, I'm mean, a did fan. They get, did they get more? They, I mean, they have more than affiliates, but okay, not not enough more considering how many people most partners would want to be able to recognize. Gotcha. Like, mo most partners probably have several hundred people that. You know, at least, oh, at least sure. big yeah, partners yeah. have hundreds of people that they would want to recognize, and I think I don't know exactly. I think it again varies on sub points for how many they get. I, I don't know exactly, but um, yeah, I think hmm. that I think that they should have significantly more. Like I think I heard somebody say two fifty as a number, which if you oh, feel, yeah. okay. like that feels to me like a really small number for someone who like Ninja two hundred fifty people, you could maybe cover your staff. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. I, I didn't, I guess I didn't even think about partners having more than that. I, I know that I have five and I'm terrible at changing them. I have this whole idea where I was going to switch them out all the time and I'm just terrible at it. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I do like them a lot. I think they're an interesting extra badge for, um, you know, for people that do other stuff. People that donate the most badge or the most uh, bits and everything, they have their own things, right? There's a, the cheer totals or whatever, the highest donations usually on people's things. Um, they got the on-screen stuff. Not everybody can do that stuff, you know, but people are big contributors uh, outside. You know, Discord is a big thing. People that are admins in there that help out other people. Um, 
and you know youtube editors things like that i know that i gave the uh, artist i work with that's done a lot of the art for my show she has a vip badge in my channel um and and she just doesn't have time to 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 pop in ever but she's still so important to the channel you know it, and my wife as well she's on twitch yep. like every yeah 27 is. days yeah <laughs> um but uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that it's really cool that you can support, you know, or show appreciation for someone without being tied to monetary stuff, which is most of the, um, you know, most of the recognition on in the Twitch chats is, is monetary type uh, callouts. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, actually, it, that that comment made me just uh, think of one of the things I, I I that I've noticed different between YouTube streaming and uh, Twitch streaming that I really like a lot more about Twitch. On YouTube, most of the streamers there only call out paid, like paid comments. They only call out the super chats, uh, as opposed to on Twitch, huh. where most streamers I would say call out, you know, as much of the chat as they catch or feel is relevant to whatever conversation right. is happening at hand. And I know, uh, you know, mods are are kind of the same way. Mods get the sword, right? They not are sitting, they're not sitting there donating hundreds of dollars every stream, but they're. You know, that's a lot of work to be a mod, especially in some oh, yeah. bigger channels. I mean, Jesus, you can't look away for half a second. You got to. Yeah. I mean, even, even Ashney's channel has uh, become, uh, you know, the mods in Ashney's channel. They they do a lot of work. Yeah, I bet. Um, the, yeah, I, I know some. Uh, I, I have a couple of friends that are I think right about the same. I, I don't know numbers or anything like that. But it looks like when I watch uh, Ashton and them on my follower board. Uh, it looks like they're right around the same amount, but I know that um, in this friend's particular stream, uh, the mods are like kind of overdrive. There's got to be like six or seven mods in there at all times to handle the, the lot of trolling that happens and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, the amount of trolls you get, I think, is a lot of times depending. You, oh, earlier in the beginning of the interview, you mentioned, uh, you you know, you can't say there's more trolls than there used to be. There probably are more trolls now because there's more overall users. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this huge platform now that's, that's yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, I, was it like four four billion or something last year in revenue or so, something like that for Twitch? I I don't know statistics. That sounds like a reasonable, uh, reasonably realistic number. I know that my, based on like my quick mental math, I know Twitch is making money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Amazon wouldn't make an acquisition without it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, something. they wouldn't. Be Bezos knows Bezos knows what he's doing when he buys something big. Um. So you 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 said you've never really dealt with trolling. What um, what are some of the hardest things that you've you've dealt with on Twitch? Uh, hmm. It's it's funny. I have a um, a friend named Jamorian who's also a a member of Yamfam. I know Jim, and uh, yeah, he's a a partner streamer, a really good guy. I love Jim. Yeah, I met. I met him in uh, Twitch Kittens. He's an admin of Twitch Kittens. Um, he, when uh, he was in a, a spotlight streamer position where uh, he was giving some advice in, uh, t to all the, uh, the members of, of Twitch Kittens. And he, he said one thing that I, I repeated all the time. Um, that was basically, you know, people will come in and troll all the time and you have to sort of decide how you deal with it. You can kick them or time them out or ban them or whatever. And I remember him saying that his sort of go-to method is not to do any of those but to sort of talk to them and sort of figure out what they're doing why you know and it's not 
something that he stops the show for. He doesn't can, you know, just quit what he's doing and only focus on this one thing. It's just like, Hey man, you know, you can, uh, you can stick around if you want, or, you know, it's a funny joke or, you know, you can come play with us if you like. And, uh, he was saying that he has seen a huge, uh, a return on that sort of, uh, time investment or that, um, whatever you call it, mental investment where he sort of reaches out to the person and, they become viewers and some of them have become friends and, and followers of his show. And and that's sort of the approach that I've taken on my show where I remember we were talking about ban lists and a lot of the people in the bar, I mean, their, their ban list is like dozens and hundreds of people banned from their channel. I'm like, I think I've banned three people in five years. <laughs> and, and it could be a, you know, it could be a note to the size of the show or, or the style of game that I play. Or unfortunately, uh, you know, my gender has something to do with it with, uh, you know, when you look at just sheer numbers between some of the streamers in our group. Um, but, um, yeah, I've, I've never banned someone outright for trolling. It's always sort of started with, Hey, what's up, man? You know, that was all right. You can stick around if you want, or I can just time me out and then you can choose to sit there, do nothing for five minutes, but you're still watching. Um, that's very similar to uh, the method that I've adopted for dealing with trolls, which I adopted by watching a, a member of the AmpFam stream, um, which is when somebody says something, you know, that's not, you know, of taste of the channel or offensive or whatever, trolly in whatever way it is, just, yeah, well, you know, everybody can have one crappy comment that, consider that yours, how, how are you? And it, right, it really yeah. does seem to work well. Yeah, it's almost like... Um... You know, it's like deflating the situation, but also trying to make a connection. And a lot of times people in that situation, um, a little, you know, they're, they come in and they're doing that stuff, looking for attention. Uh, but maybe it's, uh, you know, or to get a rise out of the, the, the streamer, but maybe it's also like, they're kind of bored and they want to meet someone, but this is sort of how they deal with stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, you can change people's mind. They could become friends or viewers or something. It's a, it's a really good tip. And I, all of my credit on that goes to Jim because not that I wasn't doing it before, but I guess I was able to put a label on it, what I was doing. But um, yeah, I, the hardest thing on Twitch, it's, I don't, I, I, it's, it has to be the, my, the game's dying. Um, the oh another game another game was uh, Radical Heights is one of my freaking favorite battle royales and. and cliff whatever uh, murdered it in in its sleep one night and just said he was done developing this uh, every single game i play um either they quit development on it the publisher stops publishing it, they close down the servers uh or uh in unfortunately the latest game that i love dead cells and i love those developers and i played it for hours hundreds of hours it was on like the second to the hardest level and and then they just I don't know what the design decision was, but they switched up a lot of things in the game and it's just not enjoyable anymore. And I feel like it's my fault. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, but it's kind of the joking answer. The actual answer is probably uh, time management in terms of streaming. I, that's a good uh, which er everyone has a problem with that. And it's tough to tell other people what to do because everyone has different lives and responsibilities. Um, I have a family, a wife, I have two children. Yeah. Um, I, I work, uh, actually I work one main job and I have two side contracts and, uh, it's a lot of stuff. Plus I have my communities. I mean, everyone knows you have your own personal community. And then if you are, let's say, uh, an admin or uh, some kind of support staff for another larger community, you got that to do. If you're modding other channels, you got that to do. 
family obligations, you got bills. And then on top of all that, you got to have some time to do what you want to do, right? You got to, so I want to play a game by myself for a little bit. There's not a time for that. And um, on, fortunately and unfortunately for me, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm pretty good at multitasking number one, but um, I also sacrifice a lot of sleep, which I know is not the healthiest thing in the world. And, but that's, that's sort of been my balance on it. It's not the right answer. I don't think there necessarily is a right answer I, to that. I, I would agree that there is not a right answer to how to manage time because, as you said, everybody has a very unique and, and uh, different situation. I mean, some of you know, various people may have similar, but it's not going to ever be identical. And so the solution is probably right. never going to be identical. Um, right, especially in you know in areas where I mean, obviously everyone's got to work. You got to make money, so you're not gonna be streaming during that. But like um, family stuff is always the hardest. You know, if you have like um, uh, children, you know, this is why I, I said rules about. I don't ever stream on weekends. I don't stream while they're awake, um, unless it's a special show, and then my daughter's actually on the show playing Overwatch with me, yelling at me, telling me what to do. But um, sounds great. My uh, my wife is, uh, you know, it's got to be set aside time for that so that you make a schedule. And, uh, you know, that's always, I think, probably nine times out of ten when someone first starts streaming, that's the point they get to. They're like, man, I'm having kind of a rough time because I can't really work out when I can stream. It keeps getting interrupted. And, you know, I've I've actually gone through two schedule changes in my coming up on a year here on Twitch as a streamer. Um trying to find the time that didn't interfere with family and things like that. Um, what I think I found that works is doing it during the week when they're in school, but that's probably not going to work as soon as school ends. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's. Um, I, I've gone through the same thing. I used to stream um, 8 to midnight-ish, but then it turned out that, I mean, my wife and I weren't spending any time together. We couldn't have watched the shows we wanted to watch because 8's a little early and the kids go to bed at like 7. So um, we push it back. We did 9 to 2 a.m. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm getting four hours of sleep at night. How am I getting up for work? Uh, then I did a, a daytime show. And then uh, because I worked from home and I could swap hours tonight because uh, I kind of make my own hours. And then I got a new job uh, that I just started uh, this year. And now I switched back to night. So it's, it's been crazy. But um, for me, it's not it's not a panicked situation. I know a lot of people when they start switching schedules, oh, I'm going to lose my viewers. I'm not going to, people aren't going to be there. You, people are always going to be around. You know what I mean? They watch VODs, they pop in when they can, they support you on social media, they're in the communities and everything like that. You got to take care of your own stuff first. If you can't do that, then, then no one's watching the show. So it's interesting. I, I kind of look at, uh, so like me metrics, they're, they're good for analysis. They're, they're good for, for learning about, you know, what you're doing and, and how to improve yourself and all, all of that. But as far as, like, judging yourself based on them, heck no. I, I kind of related back to one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard about being a man, actually, which is the, that piece of advice was, don't worry about how to get the woman. Worry about being the right man. And I, I think that something pretty similar can apply to Twitch, which is stop worrying about how many viewers you have. Stop worrying about any of that. Worry about how good your content is. Worry about focusing on improving what you're, you know, what you're providing. So, if you provide good if you provide good stuff people will come right right and uh yeah i think that a, a lot of stuff stresses people out when they stream and that's a little bit why i started the show on my i'm sure it's the same reason why ash started her show i i 
I got to say, I haven't heard the complete background. I've heard snippets of it, but um, you know, it's just trying to help people avoid the mistakes that we've made. The, the best thing you can do on Twitch is, is talk to another streamer and listen to their lessons learned. Like if you could get a lessons learned debrief from someone who streamed and made it and then stopped or is still going, just have like, look back at their, um, look back at their, their past. Uh, there's no streamer that would say, nope, you need to go through the grind where you fail at all these things. No one wants that because they remember how hard it was for them. Um, so, uh, did you see what my webcam just did? Yeah, I thought it was a cool effect. Yeah, that was interesting. The The viewers didn't get to see it, but the, the webcam that is connected to Mosh here just went all weird rainbowy. <laughs> That's awesome. We turned into horror mode or something. <sighs> um, I, I forget what I was saying. Now. Yeah, we were, we were kind of yeah. talking about the Twitch grind, um, but I think you yes. fairly well answered the last question. Um, it, what you just said, though, leads me to another question, which is, what what are maybe a few pieces of advice you would give other streamers that are that are maybe starting out because i know a lot of a lot of people who might listen to theater talk are are going to be people who are could learn from lessons that we've you know from others yeah so um number 1 find out whatever game i'm playing and don't play it number 2 <laughs> is um yeah, you know, one one thing that I sort of realized, and actually this, this applies to a lot of life, is um, is not to take yourself too seriously. There's um, a lot of people that will have, I mean, I was a mod in Twitch Kittens for a long time, and I uh, I'm a, run a community called The Bar, where my own community has been streaming for so long. I've known so many people that have started streaming and then stopped, gotten frustrated, uh, quit. Uh, I know people that tell me stories about people who make partner and then quit within three months. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you can be upset about things in life, uh, but you will just continue to be upset about them uh, forever. Uh, it's up to you to not be upset about it and to sort of um, to realize that some people are not the greatest people in life. And that's how it goes. Like you can still live your life without that. Um, so, not taking yourself too seriously sort of applies to um i i don't stream with my viewer con on i've never done that i know people that do stream with it on and that's their thing and that's totally fine uh but it, it, it's an issue when all of a sudden it's well oh my god i have four viewers right now what am i gonna do you gotta be having fun with what you're doing if you're taking yourself so seriously where it's oh i have to be the doc today today is when i'm the doc <laughs> today. just never yeah it's it's ridiculous have fun with your life you know, if you don't meet an achievement or if you don't uh, hit that affiliate status within a month of streaming, who cares? You know, I it, I streamed without affiliate for three years because affiliates didn't exist didn't then. Exist, but still, yeah. it took a long time uh, with no expectation of, of, of income or anything from it, um, which goes into my second biggest tip is please don't ever rely on the money you get from Twitch to support your life. Um, and, and that goes probably for big streamers too. I think at some point when you're like summit, you can probably get away with some average cost of living coming from that. But even, um, even guys like summit and ninja and stuff, like I really suspect that they've taken the money from Twitch, you know, from subs, what they've taken that money, put it in an investment vehicle and they're living off the investment oh yeah. vehicle, not off. Cause they're, there's, I'm, I'm sure they're, there's those guys are smart. 
Uh, you would hope, or they have money managers that could do that for them. Exactly, or they paid someone else who's smart to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of people that fall into the pitfall of, well, I can expect this amount of money next month, so then I can do this, or I can quit my job. I've known a lot of people who have quit their job um, very prematurely and uh, had to then scramble to go back, and uh, it's been uh, not great. So uh, take care of yourself outside of this uh, industry first. And, and that means including your bills and what you need to eat, some future plan, especially if you have family. I mean, Jesus Christ, please don't quit your job yeah, if you have if family. you got family and kids, definitely, yeah. Um, trying to think of like one more good piece of advice. Community. Oh, you know what? Uh, there's so many that are on Twitch or they're on Twitter. It's like every day there's 16 posts about um, about pieces of advice. The um, but communities are pretty important, and uh, but I think it's important for you as a single person and you deciding to start to stream that um, you decide when it's right and and what the balance is to contribute between your community and other communities and how much time you can spend on other people's streams. There's no reason to go put yourself out. Oh, I got to stay awake. I got to, you know, call off work. I got to watch people during, uh, you know, shift change or something uh, because they're then not going to support me. I mean, that kind of talk is, is, is madness. It, that, that boils back to the, to the concept of, Whatever you're doing, don't do it with expectations of things in return. Be, right. be that yeah. gifting. Altruism stuff, be is that... not altruism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 altru expecting... Fake altruism is not altruism. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. You're you're not doing something nice. You're expecting something. That's yeah, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. Um, but uh, know... And, you know, and in that vein, we've seen a lot of uh, people tweeting and getting frustrated lately. I mean, a couple of months. Uh, but you know, getting upset because people they support aren't, aren't reciprocating it, and you know it's not those people's faults because life gets busy and things change. Uh, it's it's your fault for expecting it. <laughs> for expecting something in return. Yep, I I I 100% agree. Um, is there anything regarding Twitch story that that you wanted to chat about that we haven't? I, I think I just touched on one thing that I was actually I wrote down some notes. I was just curious because I <laughs> there's, oh, so th there's this this weird phenomena, and uh, it's about Twitter and advice, and it seems to me like every single person in the world wants to put down these lists of advice for other streamers on on Twitter, uh, which I, I can't tell if I feel like it's. Uh, inundated now where there's just every single person is posting hey remember to eat you know or be sure to drink water or something it's like uh hydrate bot you you can tell that at some point especially if i'm going to post uh, a couple of interesting pieces of advice for the next five days and then next week i retweet myself typing them that you could tell that hey that is for media grab and not for helping other people <laughs> and especially you can tell if it just comes out in a list and it's not in their own voice which is another big thing please speak in your own voice on twitter people can tell the same thing as just your whole twitter feed being full of if, live postings yeah um, I, I i would i would say speak with your own voice or be sure to credit whose voice you're speaking yes like, yeah I think, there are I quotes think for a reason <laughs> i think retweeting people like you know seeing somebody's post something that you you know resonate heavily with and retweeting it that's great that's that's what twitter's about um but i would agree right. with you that the the like highlight copy pasta this is now mine 
except it's not, that is happening is, is a problem. I would agree. Oh, my God. The worst one, I can't believe I forgot it, was um, we saw it a few months ago. All of a sudden, every single person in the world did it. I don't know what people lost their minds for a week. Was, um, hey, guys, I'm looking for some new streamers to follow. Please post below here all the different streamers yes. you want to see. Like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It was, <laughs> it was Follower Friday. That, that's the yeah, whole thing you're was... talking about, right? Yeah. So crazy. Like, there's there's so many more interesting ways to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, just go through your Twitch list and go pop into their channel. <laughs> like, go through your Twitter feed and go look at who's streaming or whatever. Just click on someone random and go visit them. Yeah. There's, those, those type of things, um, if you – I don't even think you need to be around for that long. But if you've been around for any amount of time, you can tell – what is a genuine voice and what's a genuine post and especially even in terms of advice and things what's a genuine posting of advice because it'll be in the author's own voice and it won't sound like some robot is spitting it out at you um that whole aspect of of twitch seemingly to me and it may be like the circle of people that i'm in are, are maybe feeding off each other or something and I, I, I not no one in particular on my list but it's like people related to people you know how twitter works but um it's it's it seems so prevalent nowadays and i just wish that we would get and i know a few people in particular that are really excellent at twitter and i really love their accounts where they post something like hey um make sure you do this and then there's like a joke at the end and it's about them and it turns out the whole thing was like some kind of meme you know thing but um that sort of or asking questions that are meaningful questions like um Hey, I'm having a really hard time with something this week. What have you guys done to like combat this stuff? And then you know it's you know kind of in their voice because then they're responding to the comments back to them, not yep. just eating up all the likes and retweets. Uh, having actual it, conversations. Right. Yeah. Some people are really, really good at that. I would definitely suggest finding those people on Twitter and following them because those are really great people. Um, not only their accounts are interesting and fun to look at, but they're just genuine people that that are are great to know. Definitely. That has been uh, crazy to me lately. I don't know what is happening with that. It's like a yeah, it's, it's not just you. I mean, it's not well. it's not just your your Twitter sphere, you know, whatever social circle. Uh, it's definitely not an echo chamber that's super small because I've seen that as well. And you know, we share a few friends, but not that many. Not enough that if it was right. an isolated incident, I would I wouldn't be seeing it too. And I definitely right. see it. The other, um, so there's other one, one more thing. There's um, a friend mentioned it to me. Uh, she said the word to me. She's like last week. She's like, I'm just, I'm getting real frustrated with this cancel culture, and I had never heard that phrase what? in my life. Yeah, I'm cancel culture. What is I that? I was like, I, what is that? Is that the she's toxicity like, about guilting people for canceling their subscriptions? No, that's really funny though. Is that a thing? <laughs> that's a thing that I've seen happen lately. There's, there have been a few like. Not huge, but like maybe Ashney sides are bigger streamers that like after, you know, after the holidays or whatever, or, or during the holidays or whatever, when their subs fill off, put it out tweets that are like, what the heck guys, why didn't you resub? Or, or streamers directly messaging viewers, asking them why they didn't resub. Like, yeah, yikes. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> but anyway, could continue with whatever this cancellate, what was it? What was so, it one more time? Cancellation culture? Yeah, cancel culture. I'm not sure if this is the right term for it, but this is how she was describing it. Um, it was it's interesting because it's a really fine line, and I've been thinking about it a lot this week. So it's it's basically 
when someone has an opinion of uh, of someone else's mistake. So we are in the entertainment sort of business, as it were, um, and and people make mistakes. And when you make mistakes on the internet, uh, they don't go away. They don't go anywhere. Not like something that you rear end someone and and that can be fixed at a you know at a tire shop or whatever at an auto repair shop. Um, making mistakes on uh, on YouTube or Twitch uh, that lasts forever. Um, we know some very very famous personalities that made some very famous mistakes that um, have done apology videos and things like that for them. They've and, done uh, everything they can to fix their PR, and it's right. still blemished. So the interesting thing about it, and this sort of is is a couple different ways, um, and this is what I've been thinking, because it actually applies to politics as well, and I think there's a really big uh, correlation between politics and this in, in the Twitter world, or in the Twitch world. If you, let's say, make a mistake, say the wrong thing, say something that is obviously not you, whether it be out of frustration or whatever it is, and I think actually, um, I love Ash, you love Ash, everyone, you know, that's, um, I have no ill heart for Ash, but she said something to someone recently on Twitter and there was a whole big thing about it. It was ridiculous. But then it's like, I had to put out a big apology about it. Yeah. You make, you make one small mistake that affect your, your history, your path forward, your, your future. It's, it's the cancel culture that she was describing is basically someone makes one mistake and their life is over. Your your accounts are canceled. Your future is gone. You you have no chance to continue to do this job anymore. That's it, for one mistake. And I know that uh, Dead Mouse recently had an an, uh, an issue with that that was pretty public, um, and he was kind of tossed and banned. I think I'm not actually sure what eventually came of that. Um, you know, the doc had some kind of personal mistake that happened recently that was pretty public. And uh, he went through a whole bunch of crap for that. And and speaking of cancellation, I think most of his sponsorships canceled right at that day. Uh, when you look at it in terms of politics, uh, look what happened to those. Was it the Virginia governor who, um, when he was younger, was someone took a picture of him in blackface or maybe in the KKK robe. I think it was that they couldn't tell who it was, but it do doesn't matter at that point. Um, but like, does that automatically negate anything you have done or will ever do for one mistake? It's an, it's kind of an interesting question. Like it, it depends very, on the severity yeah. of the mistake, right? So you could say, I don't know anything about the timeline of that guy's yearbook photo. I think it was when he was just as a KKK guy, I think was one of them. And the other one was blackface. I, I can't remember, but, um, was the time period at that time, was that an acceptable joke? And if times have changed to where it is no longer an acceptable joke, should you be punished for it now? Yes, it's a, yes, it's a, that's, I've been that's thinking a, about it for like a week. It's crazy. That's a huge <laughs> question in, in, in the information era. That is a huge question because, as you said, like if you – if especially it people who you know are trying to do personal branding or whatever on Twitch and in in social spheres, if one mistake and it it never goes away, um, I think you're absolutely right that it depends on this. It would you know whether whether right society should forgive them. There's a lot of factors that that play into that. You know, uh, how severe the transgression was, how they reacted afterwards. I I am one for forgiveness. I think that if somebody makes a mistake. And they, you know, immediately 
and sincerely, the key being they're actually, you know, the the altruistic, right. being being altruistic right. about it. Um, you know, say, hey, you know, I made this mistake. Can and and do I think that we should forgive them? Um, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. That, the forgiveness doesn't always happen, though, and it's that that is right. an interesting point. Which is uh, sort of what my friend was getting at uh, by basically saying that if you were to make a mistake uh, on in, in Twitch or on Twitter, and all of a sudden there was a huge uproar against you on on Twitter, and it becomes overwhelming where you can't escape it. It's like you're being drowned by a thousand people stepping on your head when maybe that situation wasn't exactly how it looked, but that's how the public took it, and now your your life is over. There's nothing left. I mean that that's a that's a harsh exa- exaggeration to say your life is over when we're talking about your maybe career switch, but... as a social figure might be over, right? And you're on the internet; that's not going away. So it's like, how many times can you then apologize for something like that? It it's it's a weird phenomenon, I think, that exists in the like you said in the internet era where this stuff is. First of all, social media is instantaneous. So there's no as soon as the word is out, it's a million people. Um, yep. So you can't escape it. It ends up shaping your whole life, even though it might be something minor. It might be something um, like I'm not sure. I, I don't want to speak um, unintelligently about the dead mouse situation because I don't remember exactly what it was. But that might have been something out of um, rage, you know, or something just small and short. There, were, what was the what was the name of the guy that got banned and then unbanned for like beating up his wife or his girlfriend or something on, on Twitch? Uh, I forget his name, but the Australian guy. And I, for one, very, in my personally, after having many times analyzed the full version of that video, I sided with the guy because he was sitting there yeah, trying to do his Twitch thing it. and his wife comes in and is clearly throwing things at him and, you know, harassing him verbally. And he, the entire time he said, you know, please leave me alone, stop. He's, you know, he's, he's saying things of de-escalation and she like there are several times where you can literally see she's thrown like a piece of cardboard or something at him and his and his computer set up. And like, yeah, there's I, I think that whether or not it doesn't matter necessarily what I think about the situation, what you think about the situation, what anybody thinks about. Oh, well, yeah, that's it's um, everyone has their own opinion. And but it, it's so it's crazy to me that let's say that it turns out that that that's that that's what happened and i i haven't watched the full length video at all but um you know she was hitting him or, or threatening him or something like that and uh and, and and that's what happened but the clip turns out that it was just him beating her up well, so yeah, then he didn't react the floodgates well. open right so and the, that, the, the that, floodgates that, open that and moment then that's gets it. caught yeah right it's it's uh, context and, and that stuff happens all the time i mean stuff gets clipped look at oh here's another one i thought of um speaking of politics again there was a presidential candidate named howard dean uh some number of and this guy was running for president he was in i believe iowa giving some kind of speech maybe it was he won the state i don't remember but he was celebrating and he made some kind of like yeah sound or something like that like he was screaming because he was excited and they were winning he was hyping up the crowd what happened that soundbite got clipped just the soundbite and then it got repeated ad nauseum in the media to the point where he lost the election because of that so he's celebrating this huge momentum swing and then they can clip it only play that constantly over and over and over again that's all people know and then he's done and it was just that same thing exists in Twitch and on Twitter, and it's it's in it's every great. form of media. There's um, yeah. one of one of my favorite uh, alternative news source guys, 
uh, made a video one time where he talks about Japan, talks about perspective and like framing of the camera and stuff. And his, the video is, is this Japan? And it's just him holding the camera with various different backgrounds going, asking the question, is this Japan? And you right. know, you get to see a thousand different, you know, whatever, maybe not a thousand, but in every single one, it portrays a very different picture of Japan. You know, some of them right. being boring, some of them being of a city, some of them being of this beautiful. And so it's, context is is important and in the information age as you said with clipping and taking everything gets the context gets totally lost right and and so uh going back to the the person who mentioned it to me she was basically saying that it has caused her to stop um interacting with people on twitter uh for fear of that to where she because she knows um she's a uh the community manager for a very large uh, twitch community she knows a tons of uh, sponsorships and partners, and uh, she works with businesses and things. And and she's she's basically saying that like if I were to comment on a situation that was even remotely, um, uh, you know, flammable, that it that that it could spark into something or give somebody a reaction in one way or the other, if she reacts the wrong way and a community starts to steamroller, then she's eliminated herself from any kind of goal that she might want to have and it's terrible to think like that but that's and, how it, it yeah. exists it's is a thing it is it's uh but that also goes to i think a lot uh, again back to politics why some politicians will only they'll never commit to a stance because it's i don't want that clip to be me saying you know I, I did this bad thing. And that's all they clip over and over again when he's just, you know, taking like, anyways, it's, it was a really interesting thought. I've been thinking about it for like a week and I, I don't think there's any good answer for it. Unfortunately, no, it's, I don't I, say I, anything. <laughs> yes and no, but then, but, but then you lose the authenticity factor that right? is appealing to, to why and how, you know, that the authenticity is how we build a community. So it's, I think so then it's like a weird risk versus reward you got to find the yep. right balance. It's a balance. It's definitely I think a balancing act. Um I think we're get, we're getting toward the end here. Um is yeah, there anyone great. in chat that has any questions? Uh, if there is please ask them now and we'll get them answered. Um this it has, been awesome. Is, yeah, I, I agree this, this has been a very good interview. I I think uh I think I'd like to talk tech with you sometime, man. I think me and you. Def I think yes. definitely. I like the idea I'll move of this chair to the sign. We'll bring the rack in. <laughs> I think. I think that me, you, and Lucid could have a really interesting uh, roundtable discussion about technology and computers and things. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I know I've done several shows about uh, specifically on streaming technology because that's what we all want to know: is what's the what's the good thing to buy? What makes sense cost effectively? Because there's a lot of stuff out there that is um, horridly expensive. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know that 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 we have an answer to that. Either of us have any clue of an answer to that question. I um, was asking about a DARPA experiment, which <laughs> flashing headlights, could, gang emission, could, could be, yeah. could not be. I have, I have no idea, man. What DARPA does is a mystery until they don't <laughs> want it to be. <laughs> And then they'll just throw money at it to make it not that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Well, um, can uh, let's let's have you tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Moshkates. 
as um is the place there's a lot of cool communities and you can find out a lot of this stuff on twitter but if you look at on twitter at that name you can find uh, a community called the bar that i would be remiss to not mention it's um there's a lot of great communities ash's community is one of the best um the bar is a great community there's a lot of other good ones um check that out too awesome and i'm orkin i can be found on twitch tv orkin which is where we're recording this now, and uh, Orkin43 on Twitter. I unfortunately can't get Orkin on any other platform because there's a big old bug-killing company with that. Ah, the bug company, (laughs) yes, of course. At this point, though, I've been Orkin for 20 years, so we can share the name. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us on Tater Talk today, Moshkertus. Yeah, man, thanks for the chat. An awesome awesome conversation. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Tater Talk.